The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Welcome to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Villaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. Broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. (laughs) On a 50,000-watt station. (laughs) That's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, 50,000. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Ah, the details, the details, the details. How's everybody doing? Jerry, you're tired. You you got puppy. You got puppy-itis. You basically, your family, you, you and, um, wait, what's your girlfriend's name? Katie. Ma- Katie. I'm getting her mixed up with the, with uh, your puppy. Melody is the new doggy's name, right? Katie. Yes. So you and Katie have basically just had twins. Yes. <laughs> yes. We adopted twins. Rambunctious, and- adorable twins. Yeah. That How are way are they too doing? smart. <laughs> What, are they escaping? Where, what do you do with them at night? Uh, they sleep in their crates at night. They sleep in their crates at night. What are they doing right now? Do you have a camera on them? I do not. <laughs> but when I left them, they were sacked out because I went were... home to uh, run them around the living room for a while. <laughs> how, how is your face? Oh, yeah. How's your face? Uh, you it's got... healing up nicely, actually. I have a Wolverine-like healing factor for all of you nerds out there. You know what that means. Um, so I'm not it's, a nerd, it's, but I want to know what it means. It's... Um, uh, Wolverine is a Marvel Actually. character. He's one of the X-Men. He was born with the ability to rapidly heal. Mm. Hmm. Like I like that. Like really rapidly heal. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to cleaning. I, I know a lot about cleaning and cleaning products and operations and things like that, but I don't know if that makes me a, a nerd necessarily. I'm pretty nerdy about, about stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm a nut about cleaning. Uh, we pulled out the refrigerator today, um, and everybody out there listening, you really need to pull your refrigerator out twice a year. You do. In the spring and in the fall or winter, you just can't even believe what we found behind there. <laughs> and then, of course, I ordered my Old tools. food, uh, some marbles, well, one yeah, of the socks you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> uh, not much for hair because I vacuum every single day, but that's a big key. If you have animals, you must vacuum every day. And oh, you, you found m- a big key under there, too? Uh, I did not find a key. <laughs> I found a little... Um, of a little, uh, little tiny baby, like a plastic baby, it's supposed to be the baby Jesus that they put in those cakes that Latinos and Latinas. Oh, you know. for uh, no, for uh, New Orleans, like for uh, the king. Oh, cake. the king cake. Yeah, the king cake. Oh, isn't it, isn't it the baby Jesus? No. No, it's just no, it's just a baby. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I had one of those under there. Oh, how funny. <laughs> you must have had a fun Mardi Gras. Well, no. I think the cat got a hold of it. Out of, who knows where it came from? But if you have animals, you should uh, vacuum every day, and especially around the vacuum cleaner. Because um, I had to replace, replace a vacuum cleaner uh, in a rental uh, place that I have that um, they did not vacuum, and they had a cat, and it ruined the refrigerator. I just had to replace it. So... Yeah, ruined the refrigerator. There was, uh, in Thomas's words, there was a carpet of cat hair on the condenser coils. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which killed the compressor. So it wasn't the, what did you say it was, Marie? The capacitor. 
the, the capacitor. capacitor. Oh my God! It, it was it was it was what? Who said it was? It was what you said it was. I think right. Yes. Yeah, I said the same thing. I knew when I pulled it out and I saw all the hair behind there, this is not going to be good, and that's why it's not working properly. And it had probably been that way for a while, but, you know, that's the nature of, of uh, doing business, right? Nature of the beast when you rent, when you have rental property. So I mean, yeah. you can put that in the contract, can't you? Yes, you can, but I wish it was that easy. <laughs> you can put a lot of things in a, any kind of contract, but... You know, you got to have follow through. And sometimes you just don't know, you know, what you're getting yourself into. You just don't know. So anyway, but uh, I, uh, I'm i on a cleaning uh, rampage because it's the holidays and I just want to get everything nice, mm-hmm. nice and clean and sharp. I cleaned out the garage this weekend all by myself. You should have seen me, you guys. <laughs> you should have seen me. I lifted up a queen size mattress by myself put it over my head and on top of the recycling container to put it out on the side of the road for the (laughs) bulk trash, hoping somebody will come and come along and take it. It's actually a pretty good mattress. It just needs a a mattress cover. That's it. And it'll be like brand new. Uh, People are a little iffy about used mattresses. Mattresses on the side of the road. I mean, like, yeah. Well, you can recycle it. I don't know. You wonder, I always think, why are they throwing that mattress out? And then. Exactly. (laughs) Well, because I had too many. I put it in the, in the barn and, um, you know, I pulled it out of the bedroom it was in because I have a cat in there, Francie the cat, that is a feral cat that lives in that one bedroom. My daughter rescued her about two years ago. She's now just finally letting my daughter pet her when she was here over the um, this past weekend, mm-hmm. which is amazing because none of us have ever touched her. And so, but that's why we pulled it out so it wouldn't get all covered with hair and I put it in the garage and then... Um, I had forgotten when I, I bought another bed to put it in, 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 a, in a room that I was uh, renting out. And anyway, long story short, it was just in the barn and I, I've got an extra mattress and I didn't know what to do with it. So, yeah. So you threw it out? No, I put it for recycling oh. <laughs> or for somebody to come by and grab. Maybe if I go buy a mattress cover and put it on it and wrap it in plastic, somebody will take it. It's, it's pretty clean. I mean, you know. Nobody peed on it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I can be a fussy pants about certain things, but I don't know. I just I guess I don't worry. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm really not. If 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 it came from like you know out of a dumpster, I'd be like, yeah, not so sure. I want to bring that home, but you know, mm, yeah, you know, everybody has their own. You want to take a home, Marie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually need one, yeah. so I'm good for now. Mattresses are kind of awkward things, right? Either you need one or you don't, and they're they're big and they're bulky, and I just, I'm trying to clean out uh, my garage, so. Now, I have bought a mattress from a friend of mine, though, and it lasted I've done for that like too. 15 years. Well, there you so go. Mm-hmm. I bought a mattress in a bed uh, right after my divorce from a friend of mine, and she'd had it in her garage. She had slept on the bed and the mattress box spring set for maybe six weeks before she had to move out and tear it all down. So it was it was barely used, and she's clean. So well, yeah. So I bought it, and yeah. then the tornado ruined it. So Ugh, the tornado. I'd oh still be gosh. using it. Wow. It was yeah. it was a sleigh bed too. It was this big, heavy, cherry wood, you know, with burls in it, and just uh, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, the wall tornado. exploded on it. Yeah, that tornado really kicked your butt. Jeez. Yep, yep, you're, yep, you're lucky yep, you're alive, yep. though, really, because I know uh, my niece and uh, her husband that live in North Dallas. Remember where it hit in North Dallas and how it tore everything down up there, too? Mm-hmm. Left, like, an incredible path. It was up by Forest and Central, wasn't it, in yeah. that area? Oh, yeah. 
Oh Preston my God! And Forest. It, yeah, no, it like took every tree around their house up and and one half of their house, and uh, yeah, it took them a while. They're still kind of recovering. I mean, that wasn't that many years ago. How many years ago was 2019. it? Two thousand nineteen. Okay, yeah. October twentieth, so. two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever known anyone that really was in a tornado. Mm. Oh yeah, I used to chase them. Yeah. And you then did. One caught me. There you go. That's the universe. I guess saying. that's a turnabout, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So how? So you've been around some pretty deadly tornadoes, then? Yes. From a distance. Well, okay. They weren't. Okay, so they're not all from a distance. If you've ever seen the movie Twister, uh huh, that is sort of the way that they used to do it. We wouldn't quite. We we had to get into the path of it, but. You needed to have somebody who was kind of a or a tornado whisperer, kind of clairvoyant with the weather pat- weather patterns, because you don't get nearly as close to them as you did as you saw them do in the movie. That was more for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. But you locate the tornado, you watch its patterns, you see how it's moving, you look at uh, the wind patterns to the Doppler to try and figure out where it's going to move, and then you drive out in front of it, set up your equipment, and then you get the hell out of Dodge. So, what is a tornado whisperer? <laughs> just like a th- just somebody that that thinks they have more power that, than mother nature and can control a tornado in, control <laughs> no that just no. that can just figure out what it's going to do hmm. tornadoes are very unpredictable like the one I that know. destroyed my house they it bounced and yeah. it uh, hit a bunch of stuff in north dallas like you were saying and then it went up oh, yeah. to the clouds well that and then it came back down on my house and well, then I moved think- along I think the one that the, the, it's it's the same one. I know it is because it was around Christmas time, right? Was it around Christmas time? Like October twentieth. Oh no, diff- this was a different one. A couple of years ago, uh, uh, what what is it called? Stage five or what is it? A uh, not stage. Um, What's it's, the word? It's called uh, uh, EF. Is the scale? Okay, so it was a. What's the worst one? Whatever it was, five. it was. A five. It was an E5. Five and it is went, called the finger of God. Yeah, it came right over my house on the day after Christmas. And it's and you know I have a tornado tornado shelter in my home. It is an 18 inch solid concrete pour with a steel door. It's completely enclosed concrete. It can withstand a tornado. And um, and it's my laundry room too, so I utilize it for both. But anyway, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, was like, "Come on, you guys, we're gonna we need to get in the tornado shelter." And we were like, "Oh, take it easy," you know. <laughs> it was a day after Christmas. We were playing with the Christmas toys or whatever, and and she was she said, "I can feel the walls shaking." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, okay," you know. I even silly me, I went outside and I was like, "Whoa," you know, like kind of making fun of. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then we finally went in. Well, it skipped. Like you said, it went up over our house, luckily, and then landed in Rowlett. Remember where a couple of years ago in Rowlett, like two days or a day after Christmas, when it destroyed? And there was like seven people killed. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was a huge story in the news. And it, it's just like a, like a, a, a touchdown in the valley right beside my house uh, where there there weren't uh, there were not as many houses there as there is now and then it went touched down went over 30 and touched down in Rowlett and really did a crazy amount of damage as well so. I think I remember that one too You remember that? Yeah. 
And uh, it's funny. So uh, 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 my friend that used to live on my property and my guest apartment called me and said, are you guys okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, that tornado just went right over the house. I could see it from across the lake because he knew, you know, the proximity of where he lives, where he lived at the time and where, where he used to live on this property. And so um, he was like, you're okay? I'm like, yeah. When he told me, I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And I, I'll tell you what, I'll never, I'll never, you know, Fool around like that again, per se, when there's a tornado watch or warning. You need to pay attention. Right, Jer? Mayor? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need to take Natural it very serious. disasters scare me. Oh, yeah, me I too. I don't like them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The weather. Mother Nature is very, very powerful, you know, um, and so we need to respect that. We've got a great show today. Speaking of Mother Nature, we're talking about sound healing and sound medicine. Dr. Chaudhry uh, just called, as yeah. a matter of fact. Well, there. Well, you know what? Uh, let's go to break and bring her back when we get back. She's amazing, you guys. You are in for a treat. We're going to be talking about sound healing, and I've got this for you. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts, and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. everyone welcome back to one life radio this is bernadette fiaschetti with jerry caldwell and marie early and dr colreet shottery we are broadcasting live here from dallas texas on iHeartMedia as well as kmet in southern california on abc news talk if you miss the broadcast you can always go back and listen to the podcast at uh at iheart uh you can listen live on the uh stream for at iheart 
Media. iHeartMedia or iHeart.com. And yeah. you can also listen to on our website, OneLifeRadio.com. Or you can go back on all the favorite podcast apps and listen, like Spotify and Apple. So if you miss it, no need to worry. And it's great to have Dr. Colreet Shottery back with us. Dr. Colreet. Shottery, how hey, are you? <laughs> I'm so good. It's always a pleasure touching bases with you in Dallas. Oh, I have to yeah. admit, when I first heard what today's uh, subject was, this is the very first thing that went through my mind. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Guys! <laughs> Guys! Guys! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh. We can all. Oh, my gosh. And and I found the most amazing singing bowl over the weekend uh, last week. And I brought it with me. I'll I'm going to ding it at every um, at every uh, break today. You'll enjoy it. It's beautiful. It's big. It's brass. It's lovely. The sound is so healing. And that's what we're talking about today. Sound healing and sound medicine uh, from Dr. Colreet Chaudhary. She has an amazing book called Sound Medicine, How to Heal or how to use the ancient science of sound to heal the body and mind. Uh, She earned her medical degree at Lomo, Linda University School of Medicine, completed her internship at the University of California, Los Angeles, and neurology residency at the University of California, San Diego. Dr. Chaudhary is the author, as I said, of The Prime and Sound Medicine and was a regular medical contributor for the Dr. Oz Show. Through her integrative approach, Chaudhary teaches her patients about the connection between mind, body, and spirit, which impacts every aspect of health, both physically and mentally. You can find uh, Dr. Colreet Shottery at drcolreetshottery.com or on Twitter at Dr. K. Shottery. Um, should I spell it for people that want to know how to spell it? Because it is an unusual name. That's probably a good idea. Although I am the only Colreet Shottery on the internet. So if you get something even close, you'll okay. We find me, but well, there you go. it's C-H-A-U-D-H-A-R-Y. Yeah, Shottery and Colreet, uh, <laughs> K-U-L-R-E-E-T, and on Twitter at Dr. K. Shottery. So when did you first learn about sound healing, Dr. Um, Shottery? Well, the first time I started participating in it was when I was nine years old, but I didn't know I was participating in sound healing. Um, my mom had actually developed a thyroid condition, and... You know, it was just like an act of fate that she got referred to an endocrinologist who happened to recommend mantra meditation. And because of the impact that had on her, um, which within six months, her thyroid had completely reversed. And, you know, of course, highly related to stress and having just moved from, you know, India and living in a completely new country, raising a family, completely new culture. And after six months of doing the mantra meditation practice without any medical interventions, she was completely back to normal. And so because of her experience, she had my sister and I start learning um, meditation at that age. But at that age, I had no idea how much that practice was rewiring my brain, you know, completely changing my biochemistry. And I've got to say that was probably one of the biggest pivotal moments in my life because I think it, it, it completely reshaped the type of career I was going to have and the type of person I became. Mm. 
and and you've got quite a career, and you're quite a wonderful person. You are. Uh, oh, <laughs> so. I'll make sure I let my mom know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to meet your mom. I bet she's amazing. You know, uh, so so can sound therapy help us to manage stress? During the holidays as well? I mean, that seems like such a trite question after what you just said. Obviously, it can heal the body, but so many people are so stressed out right now for numerous reasons. Yeah. Should they go get a singing bowl and just start, you know, dinging it? <laughs> you can start dinging it. There's so many different ways to approach sound. So it's not like there's only one way to do it. And so it really depends on how committed does somebody want to get into a sound practice. But, you know, even just simply changing the type of music that you're listening to, like, for example, a lot of people during the Holloways suffer from seasonal affective disorder or sad. It's, it's, it's not just because of the hecticness of the holidays, but it's because of the way our biochemistry changes during this time of year, which being so hectic doesn't help. But, you know, if you're sad, why are you listening to sad music, you know? Or if you're angry, why are you listening to angry music? Oh, yeah. We know that there is brain entrainment from music, which means that music will make your brain fire in a certain way. And so just as a beginning practice, like if you're already listening to music, you know, switch the type of music so that you're listening to the type of music that reflects the type of mood you want to be in. That's kind of like the lowest lying fruit. And then for somebody who goes, okay, you know, yeah, I'm listening to, you know, music that's more uplifting, but I'm still not feeling great. What you said about doing sound baths, there's so many sound baths that are now available at yoga studios or even now there's sound healing centers. But my big go-to is, look, I don't want to do anything where I have to depend on someone else, which is why both as a physician and in my own life, I really prescribe mantra meditation because you don't need anything other than you, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be able to get your daily dose of sound. And yeah, it's a little bit more of a commitment. It's, you know, at least I would say like 20 minutes a day. Most people will start with like five and slowly work up to it. But mm-hmm. that to me is like the most profound and the least expensive way to do it. Yeah. And because it can get expensive, something like that, that bowl I bought, it was, well, it was, it was you should see it. It's beautiful. It was uh, $95, and I thought it was a steal at that. It's gorgeous, Dr. Oh, that Chaudhary. is a good price. Oh, you no, should see how beautiful really it is. Price. Wait till I dig yeah, it. No, my husband <laughs> has got <laughs> I can't wait to hear you dig it. My yeah. husband has an amazing collection of, uh, of singing bowls that he uses in his practice. He's, he's, he does sound healing. And, and, yeah, no, those bowls get quite expensive, especially as they start to get into some of the material that really mm. – has like the same resonant frequency of the body. Those are usually, you know, natural either crystals or gems, and those can get quite expensive. But that's what I mean is it's all of those work. It's not that. But why not have also a daily practice that mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for, that doesn't right. involve anybody else? And then let's say the holidays come. So this would be my recommendation, Bernadette. Whenever you're listening to music, let it reflect the kind of mood you want to be. And then on a daily basis, you know, have a sound practice yourself. But then when you get to the holidays where, yes, it gets crazy, then if you need the extra support, search for somebody who can provide a sound healing as a boost. Mm -hmm. You've got to have something to boost. You know, you've got to have like a practice that they're helping to cultivate. Somebody's not going to do it for you, but they can certainly help boost something that you're already doing. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I was just thinking, you know, so many people get into a good mood around the holidays. They're happier around the holidays, unless, of course, they can be depressed if they've lost a loved one and they haven't quite processed it yet. 
takes years to do that. Yeah. Sometimes people never get over that loss, especially if it around the holidays. But I say generally people's spirits are uplifted around the holidays, and that's because they're listening to holiday music, and holiday yeah, music well, is happy, right? And, you know, it's funny because when the, the song you played, um, the Hawaiian song, we were listening to that just last night because we just got our tree. And Aww. my whole family, we were just dancing, and I'm the only one in the family that knows how to dance, so that always is, like, <laughs> fun. Just like, trying to watch my husband and son try to dance. Um, but you're absolutely right. The holidays tend to be a time where we immerse ourselves more in sound, more so than at other times of the year. And for that reason, it can be, you know, very, very uplifting. And and, you know, if there is some tension about going back to visit family and there's unresolved grief or trauma, if that is a difficult time, again, utilize, like, why why are we singing more during the holidays? Why are holiday songs so uplifting? It's because it's the time of the year that we have the most darkness. It's when our brain needs the most support. We have this internal wisdom in our culture, but we don't know why we have it. And because we don't have, know the whys, we're not using it purposefully. Mm-hmm. Well, they say, and I know you'll know the answer to this. We may have even spoke about it before. That you're happier when you sing. That it it, bring, it's, yes. it releases cortisol and all kinds of things. So, you as a neuroscientist, what's happening in the brain when we sing? Yeah, so it's actually so cortisol is a stress hormone, and so it's helping to reduce that, and it's releasing your feel good chemicals. And this isn't something where it's just a tiny boost, Bernadette. This uh-huh. is so significant that they have done studies with soldiers that have come back, veterans who've come back with PTSD. I mean, they see some really, really horrific things. I mean, my uh-huh. heart just goes out to the entire veteran community because they're put through things that, that how many human beings could possibly survive that? But they're actually doing studies using sound to help treat the symptoms of PTSD. We're using sound to help treat some of the aggressive behaviors that can happen with um, Alzheimer's disease. So when I say that it changes your neurochemistry, it's not just like this tiny little blip on the screen. It's a massive influx of feel-good chemicals. And it's so much better for you than Uh like, you know, eating a donut or eating a cookie which will also give you a little bit of, you know, that, that influx, but then you have the crash. With music, it's, it's not with the crash. Your, your, your brain just starts to make the chemicals that mimic the mood in the music. And that's what I mean by brain entrainment. And, yeah. you know, it's fun for me, Bernadette, when I speak to um, artists, because, of course, like they know this internally that their music is doing something like it's, you know, because they can feel it as an artist when they're connecting to their audience. And it's so fun for me to explain. Are you an artist? Well, I mean, I do a lot of singing. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely verify this. I I call it uh, entertainment therapy. I would just I would put on, you know, an imaginary rock concert for the dog. (laughs) And it always makes me feel better. Not even necessarily rock. You know, I've got a full gambit of stuff, and I'm working on some new stuff now. But No, it's 100%. And when you have people that are, like, in concerts, right, and they'll feel like that there's this moment where they go, something happens, like we all get connected. And so when I explain the biology, in particular the neurobiology of it, uh, I become like the rock star of musicians because they're like, we knew it. We knew there was a science to this. And I said, this was so powerful 
that in in the past, in ancient times, you would never go to war without having like a drummer or musicians because they were the ones that kept the tempo to get the troops even to a place where they were able to fight. I mean, that's how much a part of our civilization that music and sound was. And and now we've lost it, but we're just slowly starting to regain it as we're starting to study the impact of sound on the brain and the body. And I mm-hmm. love being able to, you know, talk about this and be a part of that first initial wave to bring this ancient science back, which yeah. in the well, past, it wasn't even a science. It's just how we live. Like, would you say that Christmas right. caroling is a science? Like, would you say, oh, look at those scientists who are going out caroling? No. There's a reason why all those ancient rituals had a musical component. Absolutely. Exactly. Have you ever been, like, in a drumming circle? Yes. You know, oh, my God. So what was your experience? You tell me. What was your experience when you went in there? Oh, it's wonderful. It, it, I I think probably the best way to to explain it is, is everything, but what is right there disappears. So you're in the moment. Yeah. You're in the space. That's that. That's what it is. It's like a drug. Yeah, you're in that zone. Oh, it's very <laughs> much like a drug. Zone? I used to say yeah. that about uh, doing theater all the time. There is no, uh-huh. there yeah. is no better drug. You know, they yeah. call it butterflies before you're about to get out there on stage and do the thing. Yeah, that's the drug, baby. That's the payoff. That's the drug. <laughs> and and, who, and the thing is, though, who's giving you that drug? You're giving yourself that drug because your body knows how to make this, right? And the way that it knows how to make this are these cues. And when your body makes this drug on its own, it gives you exactly the dose that you need, and it doesn't give you anything that's going to give you side effects. And so that's the, the beauty of this is that... Except, of course, that you capacity. need more of it. Well, but here's the thing. <laughs> if you need more sound, like for me, if I say, oh, I'm hooked on meditation, what does that mean? It means I'm aging slower. It means my mood is more regulated. Like if you're going to have, if we want to call it like, an addiction, which this is not, this is a little bit different. It's like people who exercise, right? People who are eating healthy. Would you ever say like you're addicted to blueberries or you're addicted to a high fiber, low fat diet? You know, these are the things <laughs> that your body is just like giving you the feedback of we're, we're functioning at our optimal when we're doing these things. And, and sound is like one of the easiest things to do because it's, you know, you're not having to like buy anything. You're not having to cook anything. You're not having to exercise, you know, you can play something or, like I said, you can just do a simple mantra and your your body responds and goes, oh, you figured out how, how I work. Yeah, this is how you open up all of these channels that just say life mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And I, I love that you dance. I dance as well. And uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite albums to dance to and get into that meditative zone, move my body, is uh, by Thievery Corporation. Cosmic Game is the name of the album. It's from like 2005, I think. I used to play oh, it at my it uh, flotation. Yeah, it's an album uh, by Thievery Corporation, I'm pretty sure. I, we used to play it all the time at a Drift Float Spa, which was a sensory deprivation spa. And we did sound healing in there as well. And uh, yeah, so Yikes. much to talk about. Huh? Uh, sorry, I just looked at the clock. Oh. We are seven oh, minutes over. I know. Oh. I know. We're seven <laughs> minutes over. I'm going to go to break with a ding. So everybody listen. Here we go.
follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Colreet Chartery. Uh, we are continuing our live broadcast from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about sound healing and sound medicine and how it is, has the capability uh, to use ancient science uh, and of sound to heal the body and mind with Dr. Shottery. She is a, an incredible uh, doctor, <laughs> as a neurologist. She's a neuroscientist and an internationally recognized expert in the ancient practice of Ayurvedic medicine. You can find her at drcolreetshottery.com uh, or on Twitter at Dr. K. Shottery. Her last name is spelled C-H-A-U-D-H-A-R. Why it's great to have her with us, and so you know, how did you like the bell during the break, Doctor Shottery? I love it. I love it. <laughs> it and had don't an... you kind of feel like that little bit of reset, you know, oh, when you hear yes. these sounds, and and that's why they were used in temples because they understood what it was doing. Yeah. Well, think about the sound of the ocean when you go out and you get only the sound oh, and yeah. the vibration of the ocean. That's why we're drawn to it. You know, uh, we're drawn Absolutely. To, to so many things that are so good for us. But uh, it, people get away from it. You know, you get so busy with life and so many of us live in big cities or and even if we live in small towns, it's not something that's practiced as much as it as I think it could be and should be um, to give us all a better quality life. Let me ask you this, though. Do sounds affect people differently or do we respond universally to the to certain sounds? Oh, like, I love that question, Burnett. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. And I've done a lot of interviews on this, so okay. I'm excited to answer your question. Um Sounds have a universal impact because we're organized in a certain way. You know, when, when I started to study 
the human physiology in terms of its vibrational nature. I was just stunned at the organization. And neurologists really like organization. Um, it's one of the reasons why, you know, there's a certain personality that gets drawn to neurology because you can study all of the maps of the nerves. Mm-hmm. And so when I went in further and started to understand the vibrational organization of the body, um, you know, I just absolutely loved it because there's particular sounds for specific areas of the body, even down to the particular organ systems or even a a, 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 a certain limb mm-hmm. or even a certain finger. Like there's a, an entire map of sound that we're made up of. But now that being said, even though we have the same map, you and I have not had the same experience. So Bernadette, let's just assume that we both decided we're going to go out to a sound bath and we hear um, a note that's specific for the heart, for opening up the emotions in the heart. Now, even though we're made the same from a vibrational standpoint, we're holding different experiences in that particular area of our body and in our emotions. So your experience might be, you might come out and go, oh my gosh, I felt so uplifted. I'm so excited, you know, about Mm -hmm. Christmas. And that just got me ready for the holidays. And, And what if I went in and I was like, oh, gosh, you know what? I, I just got all of the sadness. And for some reason, I started thinking about my grandfather who passed away and, and like, you know, how I wasn't, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Mm. And so even though we're made up the same, we have different experiences and those experiences are stored in our body. And so our response to sound may be quite different. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, ultimately, as everything does get unlodged and we come back to our true nature, then our response to these, these sounds would be the same. It would be a feeling of bliss, peacefulness. And that's what you ultimately hear, like when you hear about like the great saints or the people that were meditating. They all had the same experience. So when we're devoid of all of the, the pain, you know, of, of what could be imprinted on us, then we have a very similar experience. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, I was thinking uh, a lot of different things while I was listening to you, and uh, and uh, here's a couple of them. Okay, so what's the most healing sound that we can listen to? Oh, is, is there question. one in particular? <laughs> you know, this is this is the beauty of sound, is that it fits our needs. Now, l- let me let me unravel that answer just a little bit. There's universal sounds like om or Aum or Amen, and you'll hear that in every single spiritual tradition and religious mm-hmm. tradition on the planet, where they have taken that sound of Aum, you know, that, that's been incorporated in some way in their practice, because that is the, one of the primordial sounds, and almost every mantra starts with the mantra Aum. It has that Bija mantra, which is a seed mantra, so that particular sound is so significant that it's retained itself in almost every spiritual tradition on the planet. You can say that, yes, there are certain sounds, and in this case, I would say the sound that is reflected in that vibration, om or amen, or, you know, whatever tradition you come from that has that sound. But then there are sounds that can uniquely pull one person more than another. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like, for example, the, the mantra that I use in my own meditation practice, it's 
Om Namo Narayani. Now, why does that sound pull me in particular? Well, that particular sound is very, very balancing for the cosmic feminine energy. And that's exactly what the planet needs right now. And Mm so I'm really drawn to that sound because it it makes me in alignment with the needs of the planet. Does that make sense? So I still got that primordial om in it, Mm -hmm. but there's something about om namunarani. When I am meditating on that, that it just completely, you know, shifts my mind, shifts my body Mm -hmm. and puts me into that wonderful place. Well, you know, I was going to ask you what's the most toxic sound we can listen to. And what I think is the most toxic sound is television. I can't stand to have the television on unless it's a football game. And then even then, all the commercials sometimes. But uh, but the television to me is so annoying. It's so toxic, the sound that comes out of it. Am I wrong? No, I agree. No, no, I agree with you. And again, it partly depends on what you are what watching. watching. And I think you're right. It's, it's reflecting that so much on television now is quite negative. But I would go even further that the reason we're watching those negative shows and that, you know, the negative information is because it's replicating the sounds that are going on in our own mind, the dialogue. And so for me, the most mm-hmm. toxic sound that we can listen to is the negative dialogue in our minds of all of the things that we've been taught that we are that are just simply not true. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not good enough. You're a bad person. Um, you're not successful enough. These are the sounds that all of us are playing in our subconscious mind. And that and those sounds are what draw us to those television shows because they're mirroring what's inside of our own mind. Mm-hmm. We are once again way over for a break. I know. I was just thinking <laughs> oh, no. that you were sending me a signal. <laughs> I knew it. We're going to go to break. I'm going to give you a little treat from the singing bowl. And you are listening to One Life Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. 
Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, time for the speed round. (laughs) I love this song. Makes me happy. There you go. You just proved the whole point of this interview. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a total music addict. Oh my gosh, nothing makes too. me happier than music. Music <laughs> and dancing. Music and, you and know dancing. People people do not think that their meditation experiences can create the same thing, but they can. I mean, I, I that's why I love music. That's why I love dancing. It's why I love meditating because they yeah. all create that same kind of feeling. And it, I love that you said it's anti-aging. I, that explains a lot. <laughs> You said now, anti-aging? Uh, I'll anti- take two. Big time. Big <laughs> yeah. time. Oh, my gosh. Big well, time. it makes sense, right? It really makes sense. Uh, if, because it ages us. Yes. happy yes. ages us. And being angry at the world ages us because yeah. it saps us of all of the resources for just maintaining the body and the mind. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to give a shout-out to this little place that I found in Dallas. It's been here for a couple of years, but I only discovered it the other day. That's where I got my singing bowl. It's on Lomo Alto across from the uh, uh, Whole Foods there, and it's called Breathe. And they do about 85 Mm. meditation classes a week. Dr. Shottery, 85. Uh, 85 a week. And they do like that moon, moon he- bathing, sound bathing and all kinds of yeah. cool stuff. And it's a beautiful bowl. And uh, and I got That's it. That's a pretty impressive schedule. I know. I know. Um, but it was that a really, amazing. really cool place. And I found some really cool books there. And anyway, just give them a shout out. You know, small businesses all need a little bit of help. Right. I remember when I went with my first small, small business. businesses that are yeah. doing such good work, like, you know, where they're really trying to. Mm-hmm. Reach out and help people. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Small Business Saturday. I don't know if it's already passed for this year, but uh, typically it's in November. I don't know if, it, if they even, you know, typically American Express does that, where they really do a push to, um, you know, uh, get people into small businesses. But to get back into healing. November 25th. <laughs> uh, was it November 25th? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we missed it, but we didn't because it is important to, su- to support small businesses. They are the... Um, bread and butter of America <laughs> for lack of a better explanation. That's pretty good though, Absolutely. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I like it. Um, but you know, how do we connect to sounds of uh, Dr. Shottery in nature, even when we live in a noisy environment, how do we do that best? Well, first of all, you've got to keep in mind that we're a part of nature. Like some, somehow in the modern world, we've decided that human beings are not a part of nature. And what I mean by that is, you are making sounds just like the ocean makes sounds, just like the wind makes sounds. And that's again, why I like mantra meditation is those are ultimately the sounds that your own body makes when it's in a state of harmony. But you know, if you're not ready even for meditation, it's really simple. Like having, just like you said, having a singing bowl or even just listening to the sounds of the ocean if you can't get to the ocean or listening to the sounds of running water or birds singing that those are all readily readily available and just doing that what when you're in the car instead of listening to something stressful just listen to the sounds of nature in the car and my encouragement always is that when you're ready start a meditation practice it can be as simple as just the syllable om That's it. Mm -hmm. 
And and just a minute or two a day, right, uh, can make a huge difference. Uh, I've had I always tell people start wherever you can and then build up. When you get to 20 minutes, there's something that starts to happen biochemically when you start to hit that saturation point. 20 minutes is where, like, the shift happens because, you know, you're, you're a physical body. And so it's just like mm-hmm. when you do a certain amount of exercise, you get into, like, a more efficient zone. So 20 minutes, but you can start with one or two. Start wherever you can. Yeah. You know, we've only got about two minutes. We've been having a lot of fun today, though. I love when you come on the show. I really do. I just love the topic, and I think it's so important. So I think uh, I'm going to ask you this. For everyone out there listening that maybe is does have some disease in their body or their mind, how can sound therapy help heal disease, Dr. Shottery? We're ultimately made of sound, and so that disease had to start first by some cell forgetting its natural frequency this is how we are going to treat medicine in the you know disease and this is how we're going to use medicine in the future by understanding frequencies of illnesses yeah i think a singing bowl is a great christmas gift would you agree i love it i love it great idea. oh my gosh i don't want to say goodbye but i have to the music is playing i wish we could talk uh, a whole other hour it's been so much fun thank you so much dr shottery Thank you again, Bernadette. You have a wonderful day. You too. Everyone, you can find Dr. Colreet Shoudhury at that. Dr. Colreet Shouldery, Shouldery at, uh, dot com. Sorry, I'm getting all my words uh, mixed up. Or on Twitter at Dr. That's D-R-K Shoudery. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get yourself a, uh, a singing bowl and start practicing it. You'll love it. 